Welcome to Scout My Game. I'm your host, Bruce Evans. This is a special edition of Scout My Game. Uh, Rugby Nation, according to me. Today, I have a special guest with me, Marcus Wood. Marcus is a is the head coach of the Math of Rugby. And I got a few topics that we're going to discuss today. I'm hoping to break down some barriers and getting young men and women into the game of rugby. Um, so now I'd like to introduce Marcus Wood. Thank you for joining us. Um, so Marcus, head coach of the Matha, um, advocate for youth rugby, uh, longtime player. Um, can you can you tell us your story? How you how you got into rugby? Um, sure. Um, thanks for having me. Um, I think my story with rugby is is pretty typical to the um, American rugby player in, in in regards to when we're introduced to it. So I was introduced to rugby in high school. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a graduate of 1993 in D.C., but I've known about rugby probably ever since I entered high school or right before. Um, of course, there wasn't much access to the sport at that level. It was mostly just men's club, and it was a, uh, probably a fringe sport more so than anything. And um, <clears throat> my high school, Archbish- Archbishop Carroll High School in D.C., had rugby, but they had a silly rule, and I wanted to play from jump, but they had a rule that if you played football in the fall, you couldn't play rugby in the spring. They tried to basically prevent football players from wanting to play rugby. So they made up some um, erroneous rules as to why you couldn't play both sports in a school year. Anyway, we get to my senior year and like a lot of guys who play football, either you're undersized or playing just not good enough. Uh, you know, you don't play much and you won't go to the next level of play. So of course, that, that was a perfect opening for rugby for me. And, uh, you know, from the time, you know, we started practicing and um, our first game, you know, it was like, it was, it, I fell in love almost instantly. So um, I started playing in high school, played that season my senior year that I went on and played at James Madison University where I attended for a few years. Um, <clears throat> and then upon coming back home to continue my education and just uh, move back home, I, I played, uh, joined the Washington Men's Rugby Club and I think in 2000, um, and prior to that, I probably played a little bit with the Maryland Exiles um, here and there. But uh, because Washington was centered in D.C. and I lived in D.C., so I just chose uh, to play with that club. And I uh, played for uh, quite a few years um, in the Rugby Super League. It was a high-level uh, rugby league here in the United States called the USA Rugby Super League. So I got a chance to play high-level rugby and do a little traveling, you know, within the country, but uh, had an opportunity to play against the uh, uh, Chilean national team in sevens and um, just uh, a lot of good memories associated with rugby. And so um, as I got older, you know, your, your body starts breaking down a little bit more. So um, in 2004, um, some guys broke off a of, uh, Washington rugby club and, and created a youth program, which is now called Washington DC youth rugby. And uh, we've been in, doing grassroots level rugby uh, for the last 16 years. Um, and so I'm, I'm very, I was deeply involved in that as well. And as well as coaching at DeMatha, but um, I'll always be um, more so affiliated with Washington DC Youth Rugby uh, because it is a grassroots organization. The only grassroots rugby organization in Washington DC, uh, just 
basically trying to expose more kids to, uh, to the uh, sport of rugby and, and helping this growth. Speaking on, so there's, there's actually a couple of things I wanna, I wanna hit on um, that you talked about um, in your story. First thing, um, how, do we, how do we get these boys, these coaches, these parents of football players out of this one track mind and get them into playing rugby? Because we could have diamonds in the rough waiting, waiting to be rugby gods and they're stuck not playing. They're playing football, but they're not playing football because they've been told these, they've been, they've been sold these pipe dreams of playing football, like at the Matha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it, and, and I think that's why we do what we do at the youth level, is that you have to expose the sport to kids a lot earlier, uh, just so that they won't allow, the older you get, you kind of allow the uh, misconceptions and the bad information that you've heard about, not just rugby, but not anything, that applies to anything in life. Um, my analogy I like to use is food um, <clears throat> when trying rugby. It's like, it's like, it's like any other, you know, something new, a new dish or a dish from a different ethnic group that you might try. It, it may look good. It may look a little odd, but until you actually sit down and taste it and really get a feel for it, you don't really know if you like it or not. And so that's really our mission in rugby with Washington DC rugby and the grassroots rugby is exposing rugby at a very young, a much younger age to where it's palatable for the kids um, and probably more palatable for the parents and that we begin at a non-contact level and then we slowly progress into contact. And I think the longer parents are around rugby, they see that the contact is uh, different than that of football and that the game flow and the, the sport of rugby in general and how it's played is different than football. And, that's, and I think the more we get young people involved trying rugby and there's buy-in from the parents and the other sports coaches, then we'll see more uh, of the American athlete and the diversity of the American athlete um, will be probably more interesting in rugby in the future if, if we can do that. That's great. I mean, you and I both know that we get approached all the time. And when we tell people we play rugby, we get the the ignorance of, oh, that's a dangerous sport. That's a rough sport. And I know too, um, especially myself, we combat that with, um, well, any sport is dangerous if if you're playing it, um, basketball could be dangerous. Football is dangerous. Um, mm-hmm. Tennis could be dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. Any sport is dangerous. If if you stay in a swimming pool too long, it's it's dangerous. It's not good for your body to be in chlorine that long. So how do how do we how do we as a rugby as a rugby nation um, break down these walls besides getting youth in in early, but to other people that, that don't know the game of rugby? How do we break down those things? Well, I think um, we're to, to address that um, it was what we've seen the last few years, well, half or well, a portion of the season last year with Major League Rugby. And that, um, you know, us being here in DC, we have old glory, but um, there are 12 other franchises across the United States. And I, I believe they all have a shared uh, vision of what they want how to grow rugby in their area. And so they're targeting, if you think about it, they're targeting adults or they're targeting the casual sports fan who's looking for something new and interesting. So um, I know Old Glory does a really good job at it. And there's some other franchises that do this, but they've turned 
rugby day or the match day into a whole family experience and um, where they have, you know, some curtain raiser games by youth rugby or high schoolers to having a um, like a little play area for the kids. There's food, there's drink, you know, you usually got a couple of sponsors there when it comes to food and, and uh, alcoholic beverages. Um, they've turned it into a really uh, all-inclusive event for families and not just, you know, people who love rugby or rugby players. And I think um, if that catches on a little bit more, then you start seeing a greater exposure in regards to like um, um, advertisement and media. And then it starts, more adults start looking and say, hey, you know, that, that looks pretty cool. Especially, I think it helps that um, after a game that people are actually walking away with all their limbs and got both their eyes left and all their teeth so that it can help um, to dispel the notion that rugby is this super dangerous sport and you just right. got people out there, uh, you know, out there to kill each other. Um, Another, you know, it, it appears that way, but uh, nothing could be further from the truth. So I think MLR, Major League Rugby, has a, a really good vision for where they want to go as far as the league and how to grow this sport in this country. So, so Marcus, um, one thing that, that you and I both know as well is the, the social aspect of rugby. Um, rugby is a very sociable game. We, we, um, we like any sport, any contact sport, we're very violent on the field. We, we hit each other. Um, we are trying to, you know, play the win, but after the game, it's not like that. We're friends. We're hanging out with talking, we're eating, um, we're laughing and having a good time. Can you, can you speak about the social aspect and how that plays a role in um, just getting people into rugby, seeing that, hey, one minute we can, we, we can be like this and then the next minute, we just trying to have a good time. Yeah, I, I, I agree and that, that, is a, that is a very unique part of the sport, the, the, the social component that is um, a part of rugby. Um, you know, I guess, especially when you look in the past and in the early 90s when I went to college, um, that social component um, definitely had, um, excuse me, I got a dog in here, but um, that social component was very, uh, it, it was almost, it almost was, was what rugby was known for more so than the actual sport itself. Um, I think the people you talk to um, who from their college days, if, if they didn't play rugby, they, they knew of the rugby team and the rugby team always had great parties. So <laughs> that's what you usually hear on a college level. And sometimes that, 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 that stereotype kind of follows into adulthood. Um, but I do think that it, it, it's very, it's a, it's a blessing to be honest with you that, that rugby is actually conducted in that way and that it shows the, the camaraderie within the sport. It doesn't really matter what team you're on is that, you know, rugby is almost uh, so unique in that we all respect and appreciate each other for the love that you have in the sport and the, um, the, uh, the effort and the time and, 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 and the, and the, that you put into the sport. I think um, it, it's one of those special things about rugby that I think that, that should be very attractive because you can use rugby, um, that social aspect of rugby, especially on the youth level, is, is conflict resolution. I mean, yeah. you're, you're teaching kids that after a game that we don't hate them until the next time we see them and continue to hate them that 
you know, we put everything to the side, we leave everything on the field. And then we, we, we get down to post game, learning about the actual other human being that you played against in that previous match and probably finding out how, how more alike that you are than how different you are. Um, that we're all different, we're all unique, but you know, you have that common bond and that you both enjoy the, the sport of rugby. And, and um, I think that's what, um, that's a special, special quality of the sport of rugby that not only helps to boost the sport, but I think it just helps build, bring people together. Um, I'm a firm believer in the evolution of the human spirit and that um, when people, when human beings are taught properly and put in the right situations, then they will, they will act accordingly, if you will. So Marcus, um, head coach of the Matha, um, a couple years now. Um, and for those who don't know, the Matha is a, a big time football basketball school latest prospect, well, not prospect, but latest um, megastar to come out of the math is Chase Young, for those who don't know. Um, how can we get schools like the Matha on the board for these big name colleges to come out and look at uh, the rugby players like Ohio State or Kutztown, Navy, Army, all those high elite level colleges that have really good rugby programs and that will give you money to come there? I mean, I think, uh, well, first and foremost, you know, you got to be a good student because you got to get in those schools first. <laughs> um, you know, rugby athletes aren't the same or treated the same. Since rugby is not an NCAA sport, it's not the same recruitment process that you have with uh, football, basketball, or any of the other major sports. Um, I think that when it comes to on a collegiate level, it's more of a, getting your education and having a rugby experience when it comes to that. But I think uh, ultimately we're, we're going to have to go as far as like trying to identify elite talent in this country and getting that talent either elevated to where they're, they're in major league rugby and then hopefully play for the national team is that it has to be an academy system. So I think, um, you know, a lot of the major league rugby teams and old glory just announced theirs this past week is that, they're all going to be focused on developing, discovering and developing the local and regional talent around those franchises. And that you can, you would go through an academy system kind of similar that they do to soccer. Um, you know, soccer is um, around the world. They identify you really early and then they kind of put you on a fast track for your education so that you can train at a high level with the professional club. And I think that's where we need to go with rugby. If if we either have those 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 elite athletes like you were just talking about that are at schools like DeMath, and DeMath is just not the only school with those elite athletes. I think that whole league, the, the Washington Catholic area, uh, or the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, the WCAC, has a plethora of those athletes at any of those given schools. It's just that uh, math typically has a, 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 an abundance of them. But um, I think if that type of uh, pathway can be established to where you have these uh, 16, 17, 18 year olds are identified um, by the pro team, then the pro team can ensure that their development uh, proceeds correctly because they can now put them on a path to where they're learning high level rugby, they're training at a high level, and then they'll one day be able to be high level rugby players. So uh, for us, you know, Rugby players, yeah, it's, it's great to go to college and play rugby, but 
rugby would truly be secondary because you would be getting that college on the, on your own merit. Whereas um, I believe that the true pathway is going to be through the academy system. And if that gets established um, firmly over the next several years, uh, to me, I think it would all but make uh, college rugby somewhat irrelevant because now these teams will be, in the, in, and even the national team and the, and the major league rugby teams will be looking, incentivized to develop their talent regardless of where they go to college. So or if they're even in college at all. <laughs> no. So, so Marcus, thank you. Um, I appreciate you coming on and, and giving me your, your knowledge, <laughs> uh, your insight on, on, on how we can grow and develop the game of rugby. Um, I, I don't know what else to say, man. You, you are amazing. You're great. Thank you, sir. I appreciate man, Bruce. Thank you. You know, uh, you know, Bruce, you, you, one of those guys who, who, you know, from the high school, you know, and I was playing for Washington at the time when we introduced it to you guys and for you to stick with it and still, you know, be an advocate and still be involved with the sport. then I think that's just a, a testament to the time we put in with you guys and that, you know, you can't expect, you know, if we taught a hundred guys how to introduce rugby to a hundred of your peers, I mean, if only 10 to 20 of you guys stuck with it, then I think that's a win for us because that's, you know, 10 to, 10 to 20 people more than we would have had before who would be yeah. advocating the game. And then you all played when you were young, when you were teenagers. So you, you're bringing a different perspective. Someone who started playing the game, uh, as pretty much a young adult in college or in their adult years. So, um, you know, uh, I appreciate the accolades, but, you know, um, what, what I believe, you know, enhances me is, you know, what you're doing and what those who are younger than me and those behind me want to do and how passionate they are about the sport. I think that's what validates those of us who, um, I guess you can call us the OGs. The ones who, and I'm not, I, I'm not much of an OG, you know, because when I when I started playing, I was meeting dudes and black dudes older than me and who have been playing since like the 70s and 60s and stuff like that. So, you know, I just think we just the more we keep doing what we do, we just keep reaffirming ourselves. Right. The person who came before us, uh, ourselves presently, and those who will be coming after us. And yeah. We just keep we just keep doing what we doing, man, and and then we're gonna. And I think rugby will definitely have its place. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Thank you, Marcus. And I will be talking to you soon. Um, thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Bruce.